Hello and welcome back to The Lady Heather Show, where I talk about my life so you can forget about yours. Okay, so that's what I want my intro to be. I use the Anchor app to record these and I'm not quite sure how to make an intro that lands on every show, but I have the background music that I want and that's what I want to say. Let me know if you think that's stupid or not. I think it's very fitting. Um, I I come to you sitting in the same room, the same position that I was on New Year's Eve, and I am looking at the same disaster in the playroom that I was looking at a little over a week ago. I keep telling myself that I'm going to organize things and uh, set aside time, and it just hasn't happened yet. I'm trying to keep the rest of the house clean so that this huge space upstairs being looking like a tornado has hit it is is much less stressful because it's kind of contained. All of the girls' rooms kind of surround the playroom, but all of their beds are made, their laundry, well, I'm working on laundry, but all of it's everything's neat. It's just the playroom looks like Toys R Us threw up in it. Um and I actually will get this taken care of by this weekend. I think tomorrow I'm going to take some time in the afternoon to dedicate to really getting it done Um, because I am getting another boob job. If you follow me on Instagram at Heather Suchma, which I mean, of course you are, because how the hell else would you know about this podcast at this point? Um, But I got a, my second breast lift, um, about four months ago and you know I've just really really been thinking about it and I want to double the size of my boobs I'm totally kidding (laughs) okay but I am going in for another surgery but it's not because I want to double the size it's because as my plastic surgeon said and I quote you have the skin of a massive weight loss patient now have I lost massive a massive amount of weight no no I have not I have lost weight over the years up and down in my life you know pregnancy and back but I just have horrible elasticity in my skin which means that my implants are heavy and I'm kind of bottoming out now so even though I have the lift um it I I need to we need to go back in and put um an internal mesh which kind of acts like an internal bra and the material that they're using the mesh is something that dissolves into your skin over the next couple of years so it's a really natural feeling thing and but I just my my skin needs reinforcement so today is the what is today the 11th oh it's Steven and I've been together for 19 years today January 11th um that's when he asked me to be his girlfriend uh but oh what the hell was I saying oh yeah I'm gonna go in on the 19th so in eight days next Tuesday I'm gonna go uh and the last time I did um the lift I just did a lift and I did it under local anesthesia I didn't go to sleep um because you know less risk and I just thought it would be really easy it really was not bad I've had three c-sections so I kind of relate it to that except there was some pain but it really it wasn't that bad what I will say is that the recovery I I put myself in to go back into the office and start acting normal after five days which was stupid because I wasn't physically ready so this time I am prepared I remind me of this when I'm up doing too much and 
complaining of pain, but I am planning to really take it easy for two weeks and spend a lot of time resting and recovering because I think with so many of, with my C-sections and then with, I think any, both breast augmentations, I just get back into things too soon because I feel like I quote unquote should be doing more and it prolongs the recovery process. So I really do plan to be smart and take it easy after this. Am I nervous about this? Not at all. Should I be? Probably because I'm going under, but I really am not worried about it at all. Um, I've been working with the same doctor. She did my original boob job um, about, how old is story seven? So about five and a half years ago. Yeah. And did my second boob job. We were hoping that my skin would hold up, but it just didn't. So it's time for reinforcements. Quite literally. But no, I'm not nervous. She, it's so great because Dr. Downey has a surgical uh, center in her office. So I think one of the worst parts, the scariest parts of surgery is, you know, especially when you have surgery super early in the morning, it's all dark. And for some reason I'm imagining it cold. So maybe I've always gotten my boobs done in the winter, but you know, you have to check into the hospital and it's dark and creepy and you're hungry and shaky. But going to Dr. Downey's office, I have to be there by 7 a.m. on the 19th. And so the sun will be out. I can't have coffee that morning, but that's okay. But it's it just feels very easy breezy. So pray for me that I don't die in my third boob job because how sad would that be? But yeah, so that's what's coming up for me. Oh my gosh, I have my contacts in, but... I just started wearing contacts and I've been terrible about wearing them. So my eyes are still adjusting to them. So I'm trying to read my little notebook where I have my notes. Um, I am having really bad back pain randomly. So it started on my lower back and then that went away. And then I had like my upper back slash neck was hurting and now my lower back's hurting again. So I think that I need to go to the chiropractor. So I'm gonna do that today um speaking of activity what was it on saturday i went and tried out if you're local to me in the houston-ish area there's a new gym in sugarland it's called ufc gym i think and they reached out to me on instagram in december and said hey come out you can you know enjoy the month for free you and your family come check us out and december was just kind of crazy and i was kind of lazy and so i never did it But I don't know, I was walking, oh no, we were in an antique shop. This is so random. But I saw a display case of a bunch of pocket knives and it just made me think, huh, I wonder, I don't have a CHL, um, but it made me wonder if I should be, if I should have a pocket knife or like, you know, I need to be prepared because I feel like if somebody were to attack me right now, I would drop into a fetal position and scream, which is not uh, the way that I should be behaving. So I, I reached out, I messaged the UFC gym back and the regional manager or the, the manager, his name is Brooks. And that's who I was speaking to on Instagram. So I reached out to him I'm like, Hey, do y'all do self-defense? Like I, I'm, I, 
I, I want to get tougher. I want to get stronger and I want to get tougher mentally and physically. He's like, yeah, come on in, bring your family. So we drug our neighbors with us. We made them come. They wanted to go to brunch. They text us on Friday night. Do you want to do brunch tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, but you have to come on an adventure with us first. So we took a 10 o'clock class. The big kids, the neighbors have a daughter who's four. So the neighbor's kid is Stevie. And then Tori and Stella did a self kid self-defense class. P.S. Stella and Stevie were just doing cartwheels and not listening to the jujitsu instructor, the 20-year jujitsu instructor. So am I surprised? No, I'm not. And I don't think Tori liked it. Tori's <laughs> not really a sports kind of gal, which I can understand because I am not either. Um, but they went and did those classes. The teachers were amazing. The place is beautiful. And they also have a kid's care. And so the neighbors also have a little boy. He's two. His name is Crew. And so Crew and Teddy went into the kid's care. Teddy cried. Oh God. When I walked out of the room, the teacher was holding her and she was just had her pacifier in her mouth and she was silently crying with tears just dropping from her eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I knew she'd be fine. She loves going to daycare. So it, she just has to get used to this place. So then um, all of us adults jumped into a um, boxing conditioning class that was going on. And we were just a couple minutes late and it, you know, just getting settled, it being our first day. So um, there were probably about 15 of us, I would say. And started with a warm up, throwing a heavy ball, you know, different ways to kind of warm your arms up back and forth with a partner. And then um, we split up the group, half and half went and did one minute or two minutes on a bike and two minutes on a, um, what do you call it, row machine. And then the other group did burpees, push ups, and jump lunge, jump lunges. And the worst part of all that, I'm, oh, and jump roping. And the worst part of that, the jump roping was tiring and um, my coordination is a, not wonderful, but the worst part was the bike. I hate biking. I hate stationary bike. I hate it. I don't know what it is, but I hate it. I love the row machine. I don't even mind burpees. Jump lunges, I hate almost as much as I hate biking, but slightly less. Um, but so we did all that. We're all dying, sweating. Steven says he feels like he's going to throw up. I mean, we are so out of shape. And so then we go over to this, this area with a bunch of punching bags and they told me to bring gloves. And I, in honesty, I did buy gloves from Target for both Steven and I, and they were in a Target pickup. Steven happened to check our Target app and saw that the gloves were in there. He's like, we're not buying gloves unless we decide that we're gonna to continue to do this. So he canceled that order before I, I was before it was even ready to be picked up. So I was like, okay. So we go to the class and um, we're doing um, punching drills, one, two, uppercut, blah, blah, blah. And without gloves, Steven jammed his wrist. So about halfway through that, he had to kind of sit it out and he just got on a stationary bike. And um, my, the neighbor, the mom, the wife, her name is Drew. She um, was hurting. Her hands were hurting. And so the instructor gave her some like ab drill to do. And I fought like a champion. Now, am I the most coordinated? No, I am not. But I really stuck with it. And I have bloody knuckles 
to show for it. My knuckles are all scabbed. Um, they were bruised, but the bruising is not that bad. But I do have scabs on both my hands on in a few places. So if I will, if I continue to do boxing, which I really did enjoy that, then I'm definitely going to have to get gloves. I do not recommend not doing it with gloves. If you have weak wrists, then you should wrap your wrists as well. My wrist didn't bother me at all, though. But it was great. And after, um, after the class, we felt so great. And then we went out to lunch and had you know, beer and wine, which whatever. I wonder why. I wonder why I'm a little fat. That is why I'm a little fat, but it was great. And I do want to continue to go back to that gym. I want a membership. I don't love group fitness. I never, ever have. It's fine, but I'm kind of a brat and I really like, you know, working one-on-one with a personal trainer or working out by myself. So I I think I'll take advantage of the classes. They have a yoga class and um, jujitsu class and hit classes and all kinds of stuff. So I think I definitely want to try those out, but I also want to take advantage of just being able to lift in a gym again every now and then and having childcare. Hello, go and drop my kids off and have time for myself. And it feels really laid back and homey and... You know, you think of a UFC gym and going into it out of shape and knowing nothing about, you know, boxing or anything like that. It's intimidating. But Brooks, the manager, was so welcoming and so nice. And so was the front desk and the jujitsu, one of the jujitsu teachers. It was just awesome. So I look forward to going back there. But I only have, you know, eight days to work out before I have a eight week rest ahead of me. And... I need to be okay with that. I am okay with that. I mean, I haven't been working out regularly in a while, so boo-hoo. It's not like I've been working out for a year straight and now I have this eight week that's going to hurt my heart. No, I mean, it'll be fine. But I do look already look forward to, you know, working out regularly again. So I hope to cram in some workouts this week before we, yeah, before we, you know, I say that the, what do you call it? not universal, the whatever. We as in me. So our 19 year anniversary is today. And Steven surprised me with a trip to San Antonio um, last week, I think. And we uh, went to San Antonio for our honeymoon. And so we love going back there every year. I love San Antonio. But we used to stay in... um, an Omni hotel on the Riverwalk that we really enjoyed. And then we started going to the Pearl District and this was our third time to stay in Hotel Emma, which is the most incredible hotel we have ever stayed in, in the world, in our lives. And this is in San Antonio, Texas. It is an experience. The entire, I mean, I can't even explain it to you. So if you go in off season, you can get a good deal, and I use that term very loosely because it's still 300 and something a night. But when it's, you know, not off season like the beginning of January, it's like 700 and something a night. And so there, a lot of times, you know, the rates aren't where we're going to stay there, but we always go have drinks at the bar there. You know, even if we're not staying there, we still spend time in the hotel just because it is the most incredible hotel. They have the most amazing bar, the most amazing staff. Every single detail is thought about. 
I was dreaming about the details of the hotel and how they thought of everything while I was staying at the hotel. I was dreaming about the hotel. It's just, it's the best. It always re-energizes us and excites us like business-wise and, you know, hospitality-wise. It's just, it's amazing. So that was a really, really good getaway. I usually deal with some sort of anxiety on vacations, either about body image or just life, just generalized anxiety. But I really felt like I was pretty laid back. I didn't have a lot of internal anxiety. Um, I had just upped my dose of Wellbutrin to three pills a day instead of one. I don't know the milligrams or I don't know what it equates to, but I was slowly 10 days by 10 days working my way up and I was at three pills a day. And I don't know if I told you this, um, the last podcast, but I randomly, uh, a couple of times when I was I don't know if it was when I was first starting or when I had gone from one pill to two pills, but I would wake up like an hour or so after I'd gone to bed and I would have to throw up and it was horrible. And then that happened to me on vacation too. We had laid down for like a late afternoon nap before um, we were supposed to go to dinner. We had reservations at this new French um, restaurant that's right by Hotel Emma and it sounds really fancy and it was very nice looking but it was like french comfort food so i was like okay let's do this so i woke up from the nap um you know we'd set an alarm so we could get ready and walk over to dinner but when we woke up i felt nauseous so i told steven i'm like please don't hate me but i just want to stay in i'm not feeling good and then within 30 minutes i was throwing up so that kind of sucked i really do think it has something to do with that medication i ended up going back down to two pills and i feel like that's did i take three today no i think i took two i hope gosh when you take them early in the morning and you're not really paying attention but i think two pills is like my magic number where i feel like i have energy my anxiety is at bay again no appetite suppressant wellbutrin thanks a lot but um but it was it was an amazing anniversary and I did go into it you know wanting to watch what I ate and just being mindful and by the end I was of course eating everything and enjoying everything and it was fantastic oh work-wise I you know I didn't make any any goals necessarily for 2021 personally because you know, we talked about how I feel about New Year's resolutions as of late. And so I don't really have any personal goals other than, oh, I was listening to a podcast this morning, actually. And somebody said, you know, New Year, same me, just trying to love myself a little bit more. And I think that's perfect. That's exactly what I want. Would I like to lose 15 pounds? Hell yes. But I'm not necessarily setting any goals to do that. I want to love myself and take care of myself and you know, I think the results could be weight loss if I do those two things. So we'll see. But as far as business goes, we do have some goals. Um, We are, so we have 15 locations. They're all corporately owned. We don't, um, we did franchise one location a long time ago. It was our, it would have been our fourth location out of 15 now. And, um, 
we it, it didn't things did not go well and we ended up buying back into that location um, to kind of save it and we are in operational control so it's all cor- it's all corporate but as do you hear my cat stop it stop it who are you Mykonos sorry she's scratching the furniture and Steven's gonna chop her paws off um so we've been kind of against franchising um, because of our first experience, I think. And then also I was holding on to my baby so tightly because I have a certain standard that I want, you know, Stephen and I both want everything to be at. But um, after, you know, about nine years of running these locations and growing and everything that we've been through... And having all of these locations, I realized that the bigger we are, the harder it is for me and and Steven to be everywhere at once, you know? Like in the beginning, well, when we opened our first location, I worked, you know, I was still doing hair. And so I was there every day and it was super personal. And now with 15 locations, it's slowly been harder for me to be working in the business, visiting all the salons and working on the business, being at the corporate office and dealing with day-to-day operations and, you know, troubleshooting and working with, you know, working on the business, making sure that things are running well and taking care of our our team. And I hate that I, I do my best through everything so that people know and always see my heart and Steven's heart in what we do. We are not a big company. We are a small company who's grown to 15 locations. But Steven and I still know 95% of everything that's going on in every salon every day because of our team and the way that we function and the way that we discuss things and make decisions. And I think a lot of members, new or old, may not realize that. You know, you see an area manager and, you know, there's a quote unquote corporate office or headquarters and you just think of something much different than us sitting around on, you know, in a conference room talking to six people trying to troubleshoot an AC issue or, you know, this member is arguing with this member or whatever, you know, we are super, super involved, but it's so difficult for people to feel like they get FaceTime with, with me. And so we are really exploring the idea of franchising and, um, I, it has always been my dream. The way that the direction of our industry has gone, um, it's like, you know, after, after you work in a commission salon for a while, you know, you get your license and then usually people start working under somebody apprenticing or, you know, on a commission basis and getting education and then growing. And then eventually most stylists want to work for themselves and so rent a suite. And that is amazing. But what is the next step after that? You know, like you, I think the, the American dream, if you want to call it that, is to be able to leverage yourself to where your hands and your presence isn't necessarily required for you to keep building your wealth in order to be able to retire and take care of your family. Because at some point, you're going to have to retire. You're, you're you know, um, working behind the chair is hard on your body. And so, um, 
then what? And so what if we were able to offer franchises to stylists? You know, that's a dream for the next step, for the next layer of their lives. Maybe they still continue to do hair, but they also are the heart and the face of a location. And so it goes back to the original plan, you know, the original, like how we started off where the owner of that location is really, really present. And of course, Stephen and I would still be super involved and spending a lot of time there. I would still be traveling to salons, but it's, it's like the owner is there and not juggling 15 locations. So that's kind of what we're thinking. Now, I will say that we are going to be, if, if we move in this direction, which I think we are, our first goal is to help our corporate staff who's been with us, the people who are interested in owning their own location or grouping up together and owning a location. I want to make that happen for them because they know how to do what we're doing. They're the ones doing it. They're the boots on the ground. And yeah, that would be a dream to see the people on our corporate team to have a salon of their own, or like I said, group together and get a salon. Uh, We will be very, 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 very picky. Um, Just because you have the finances, which is a lot to, uh, if you want to start up a new location, it's it's a lot. You got to have a lot of liquid cash and um, it can, you know, you can get loans or have investors, but just because you have the cash doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a good fit for the company. And I, I believe it's like getting an, in any relationship. Um, just because there's a nice man and a nice woman, and they are both absolutely incredible people with amazing qualities, that does not mean that every nice man and nice woman should get married. No, I mean, that's not how things work. There has to be a chemistry. There has to be a competency. There has to be a full understanding. There has to be an, a true ownership sense in what they do. Because the truth is, in you know, once we start taking on franchisees, we are there to support them, but we will not save them from drowning. Which is really harsh to say, but I think it's really important that people know what they're getting into. This is your business. And if things don't go well, you could lose this business to us. And that's scary, but you should be a little bit scared. This should be a heavy, heavy decision. Even if you, like I said, even if you have the finances. So I'll be, I mean, so that's one part of it. The other part of it is actually changing the way that we do things to rev up franchising and to be able to support um, owners and look at things from a different point of view. We've been doing things, you know, from the inside for so long that kind of taking a step out and creating a system to be able to support other people to do what we're doing is something we need to focus on. So, you know, we talked about it this year and this, this is our goal is to be able to do that this year. And for that to happen, we've got to be able to focus on that. And it's so easy to get in and do exactly what we've been doing and get sucked into month after month just flying by. And then here we are, you know, at the end of 2021, and we haven't gotten any closer to that goal. So uh, just really trying to stay focused on what we want to do with the company as well as 
you know, all of the day-to-day things that we do and, and we're still dealing with waves from COVID and how it affected our business. Um, we didn't charge rent for seven weeks to any of our members. 600 plus people did not pay rent to us for seven weeks. That is a lot. That is a hit on the company. And I'm so thankful that we were able to survive. But financially, things are not the same uh, for the company yet. We're working on it. But everything is still, you know, we're still recovering from that. So there's a lot, a lot to do this year, but a lot of really exciting things. And I guess let me say that I a goal for myself this year, something I really want to do is this. It's sitting here talking to you. And I am looking at getting um, a microphone so that the audio will be better instead of just talking into my phone because I'm not sure how pleasant this is for everyone, especially if you're a regular podcast listener, listening to actual podcasters and not amateurs. So I do want to get better sound quality for you and then also be able to make a cool intro without having music playing the whole time that I'm talking because I think that would be annoying I just haven't figured out how to do that yet I had somebody ask me um, a handful of questions in one dm and I'm going to try to answer those now and I want to be very very open and honest I mean, I'm always open and honest with you, but I think when I say I want to be open and honest with you, it's because I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily proud of what I'm about to say, but who cares? We're going to go into it anyway. So I'm so sorry. I didn't, I should give you a shout out, but I'm so, so sorry that I haven't, uh, I don't have your name. Um, but thank you for messaging me and asking me these things. Um, but you were asking, hold on, let me check this text message. This is really rude, but good morning, Heather, Dr. Vincent, 245. Ooh, yes, please. Sorry. Um, my chiropractor can get me in. Okay, sorry about that. Um, okay, so this person asked, what kind of vitamins, what supplements am I taking? And I'm upstairs right now. I would have to go downstairs. I will make a list of the vitamins that I'm taking, but I think it's really, really, really important. Actually, maybe I won't. And this sounds really terrible, but I don't think I should. I think you really need to talk to a doctor to get on the vitamins that you need to be on. And uh, I gave you the information last time on the app, the Plush Care app, where the doctor that I see virtually is absolutely phenomenal. Her name is Lacey Wayner. She's incredible, incredible, incredible. And she's the one who's helping me through all of this. If you want her contact or more information about Plush Care, just DM me and I will send you the link um, and Lacey's information because she is the best. So, I think it's best that I don't go into that. You know I'm on Lexpro, you know I'm on Wellbutrin, and you know I'm on probably 15 different supplements that are helping with my hormones right now. So, but I'll leave it there. Lacey Wayner, or if you have a doctor that you trust, um, what do you call it? Not homeopathic. I don't know. But you want somebody who who isn't just going to throw you on medication for hormones, but truly try to do it the natural way first. Um, Then (laughs) this person asked about my workouts. Well, I've been very uh, 
scattered with them and I'm okay with that. I'm total I'm actually totally okay with that. I truly feel better when I am working out and I feel like I have less aches and pains when I'm working out, but it's been inconsistent to say the least. She asked about an exercise bike versus beach body. Now, we got not a Peloton. Stephen was looking at the Peloton and then the um Oh my gosh, what do you call it? Nordic track. It's the same people who make the Nordic track. Maybe it is Nordic track. Just kidding. The Nordic track bike. And Steven ended up getting the Nordic track. I think it's S22i is the model of the bike. And it just had more functions than the um, Peloton and it was a little cheaper. So we went with that. Now, how many times has Steven ridden it since we got it? Um, probably less than 10, which he's not proud of that. And I thought I would enjoy it. No, no, let me take that back. I thought I would take advantage of having that here, but I absolutely freaking hate it. I hate biking. I hate biking. I hate it. I would rather run on a treadmill any day than bike. So I'm not really biking. I got on it the other day. I'm like, okay, I'll do, you know, a quick like 25 minute bike and then I'll lift. And I got on it for about three minutes. I didn't even finish the time for warm up, and I'm like, screw this, I hate it. So I got off. Um, so I don't necessarily think one would need a bike. If you enjoy it and you actually think you're gonna use it, then maybe it's worth the investment, but maybe freaking not if you hate biking. I, I do, I paid, I think it's like $99 for the Beachbody app for all access to all of the workouts. And I really, really, really love it. I've done, what is it? Lift for lift something L I I F T. And I really love that program. It's definitely focused on lifting and heavier lifting. And I really enjoy that. I did the 80 day obsession for about 30 days and I felt that was in at the time period when I was still before I had talked to my doctor about how exhausted I was feeling and just run down. And so, you know, 40 minute to an hour workouts was just taking it out of me. And I did enjoy, you know, that my body felt better after working out, but I just didn't have the energy for it. And so I kind of rested. Now, looking back and trying to do what I enjoy best and what works for my body best. I really enjoy heavy lifting and maybe some, you know, circuit training, a little bit of hit in there, but I'd rather, yeah, I mean, I just love lifting heavy and my body responds really, really well to it. But the 80 day obsession, I mean, all of the programs are really great. And I think for $99 to have access to all of that, I think it's really cool. I will also say that YouTube has so many free workouts, so many, and so many great instructors that put up free content. So I highly recommend that too. I, you, you know, you don't necessarily have to spend $100 on a program, especially for the year, especially if you're not 100% sure that it's going to be something you're going to stick to. Start off with, you know, explore YouTube workouts and see where that takes you. And then if you get bored of those or feel like you've hit a wall, then maybe start to pay for a program. But I really do enjoy Beachbody. Oh, this person also asked me about keto. And this is where I'm struggling 
admitting to you where I'm at. Because I would like to say that I'm not restricting in any way and that I'm truly just listening to my body and trying to make good decisions on eating whole foods. And all of that is mostly true. And I have not done any work with uh, the clutch that I told you about that I'm paying for each month. Um, I have not done anything with that. I feel like I have a really difficult time making time for myself for personal growth for whatever reason. It's it's difficult for me sometimes to schedule in working out, but I, I will do that over the personal growth stuff. I've just gotten really, really out of the habit of that, even when I'm sitting here paying for something. But with that mindset and with the clutch, you know, unfuck your brain, I should not be thinking towards any sort of diet. I should be trying to heal myself from that. So I go back and forth between listening to her, you know, uh, Kara's podcasts and the fuck it diet podcasts and listening and watching keto videos and I really really I'm saying this honestly I feel good whenever I eat lower carbs I really do and I enjoy the foods on a keto-ish lifestyle now does that mean I never want to eat a whole pizza again? Hell no, it doesn't because I love pizza and I love french fries and you know, I I every now and then I really enjoy ice cream, but I feel really good eating high fat, lower carb foods. So I've been doing that for the past uh week or so and I feel I feel good. I'm not stepping on the scale, so I have no idea what that's doing. So it's it's almost, well, no, it is a million percent embarrassing talking about my diet and, I mean, even talk, talking about anything because I can blame it on being a Gemini <clears throat> or being an Enneagram 4, just difficult to understand. I feel like nobody understands me because I'm so complicated. When I'm actually not that complicated, I just jump around, you know, <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice here. I jump around diets and doing different things because... I'm desperately trying to feel good and I know that it's annoying for people in my life, my husband, to not know, okay, is she a vegetarian this week? Is she keto? Is she Weight Watchers? Is she... It's a mess and it's embarrassing. And Stephen and I actually had a really big argument this weekend over my... What it boils down to is my anxiety and my lack of being present because I'm so focused on trying to get better and I'm kind of jumping around all over the place in in trying to do that. And he's like, you know, you don't even stick with something long enough to see if it's going to work. And it pissed me off so much. And I was so offended because it's absolutely true. And it's embarrassing. I will say that one of my, one of my biggest weaknesses is um, being seduced towards shiny things. I love new hopeful ideas and especially in the self-improvement department do I think I'll ever be fully healed from that not jumping around and not being pulled toward the next shiny thing no not necessarily do I think it's always a terrible thing no because at least I'm trying to work on myself I'm I I really am striving for happiness and I I feel like I'm striving for it in a more positive place than I have in the past like again if you go down memory lane in my Instagram 
feed. Um, I was super fit and I was super cute. I did run across a really hot picture of me in my old house, you know, with my old fit body. And that was a really interesting period in my life, but also a really dark period because I was so lost and felt so alone. And I was trying, I was seeking happiness in truly worldly things. And I wasn't a really present mom at the time. I was a loving mom, but not very present because I was so focused on working on myself. And now I really truly am focused on my family and uh, I'm struggling focusing on myself. But when I do, I don't wanna focus on myself in the same way. I would like to find that creativity that tends to come when I'm in darker places, but my medication I think is keeping me from fully getting there. Why that? I have no idea how I ended up right here. Um, <clears throat> but yes, keto-ish today. Tomorrow, who knows? I do want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for everybody listening to this. I mean, it's kind of crazy to for you to hang out with me for this much time and for so many people to have stuck with me as a friend, you know, a virtual friend, whatever you want to call it, through all these years, through all of these changes, through, you know, some of probably the most unlikable, unrelatable times. And then, you know, just still supporting me, still cheering me on and for allowing me the space to truly be myself. Um, This really is therapy for me. I don't have these conversations with people, sometimes with Steven, but there's nothing like sitting in a room by yourself and talking into your phone for, you know, up to an hour and just kind of decompressing and knowing that it makes you and I closer because it does, because I know it does, because that's how I listen to my podcast. Like these people are friends of mine. They are a part of my life. I will say... I I was somewhere and I saw somebody that looked like the comedian and um, podcast host Heather McDonald from the Juicy Scoop podcast. And I've never fangirled out because, well, I mean, I, I don't know if I've been around many famous people. And but if I ran into Heather McDonald, I saw somebody that looked like her and my stomach kind of dropped. And If I saw her in person, I would fangirl. I would go talk to her. She's made it very clear that she loves when people come up and talk to her, but I would just die because I rely on her every Tuesday and Thursday, and then I pay for her Patreon on Fridays. I rely on her every, those days. They are markers in my week. And so it is my hope to find a consistent day to podcast so eventually I can earn that right in your heart and in your ear so that we can just get closer and closer and I could just continue to talk about my life and have a place where I can do this and that's why I don't necessarily want to have guests because I like to talk about myself and I like to do that alone and if I have another guest then you know and I will have guests I'm sure but I really really enjoy I like being guests on podcasts and I like you know, this one-on-one, just you and I. So just thank you. Thank you for all of the incredible five-star reviews. Um, I think it is telling, I think I have 50 something five-star reviews, which is amazing. Maybe one four-star, but I'm very high on the five-star and I appreciate it. Please, please, please 
you know, uh, give me a five-star rating, leave me a review again. Do I deserve it? Absolutely not. Do I know what I'm going to do with that or if it will ever, you know, get me up on the charts? I hope, but maybe not. But please, please do that for me. And maybe once I'm widespread enough, that's when the one-star reviews will come in about how terrible my sound quality is, how self-centered and delusional I am. You know, the more widespread you get, the more the more varying opinions of you there are. So for, for those of you listening from the bottom of my heart, I love you and thank you. And I hope you have an incredible rest of the week and I will talk to you soon. And you know, I just can't hang up because I have to find the screen to do that. Okay. Love you guys. Bye.